Welcome to the audience of one. As a liver cancer and transplant survivor, an Ironman triathlon finisher, and a missionary, Cliff Tam's life of resilience and faith has inspired many. Join us as we uncover what it means to live a life of radical surrender for the audience of one. Hi everybody, it has been a really long break, but actually I've been quite busy. I mean, not just being a stay-at-home dad, but also in the past four months, the reason why I haven't been doing any podcasting or updating anything is because I was working on my internship. So by God's grace, um, he opened the door for me to be able to do my internship online through webinars. So since August, I, I've been doing two series of webinars, one on missions and discipleship. The second one is on relationships. And I am thankful for the opportunity to teach and I'm thankful for the opportunity for the people actually sign up to listen to me teach. So I figured before the year end, I want to just do a podcast before I finish. And so, I mean, if we talk about 2020, just like everybody else, COVID is like the one big thing that changes everything, right? I mean, we all have plans. Excuse me. My nose is a bit itchy. <laughs> but um, yeah, but even my family has plans. We're planning, you know, right now, we should be actually be, you know, uh, almost on the way back to Canada and stay there for a couple of months before we, you know, serve overseas. But instead, because of COVID, you know what? That's not happening. Everything is locked down. Everything is, the borders are closed. And so we figure, you know what? I think God wants us to stay in Singapore for another year or so. So that's what we're doing from this year and until next year. So what I want to talk about uh, when I look at 2020, you know, that there are many changes, but I think one thing that I really feel for me especially is that the change, the biggest change is actually growing into fatherhood and actually enjoying it. So uh, when I came back from, when we came back from Canada, so it wasn't last, yeah, it was last year in July. And then I was, um, you know, being a stay-at-home dad, that's all uh, we have we prayed and we felt that's the right thing to do. I didn't really enjoy it, even though I heard from the Lord that this is my season for now in Singapore. And it's this period now in my life or in my children's life. But even then, I, I you know, that didn't give me that much comfort. Because for me, I just feel like it's a waste of my time. You know, I told Raja that every day I do the same thing. I take the kids to the mall, we eat, you know, watermelon. <laughs> then we go to the library, we do some shopping afterwards, uh, grocery shopping, then we come home. You know, every day is the same. And I felt very discouraged, to be honest, because you, I don't feel like I'm using any of my skills or talents, you know, in my internship, uh, sorry, in my internship in order to do my Masters of Divinity, just to explain what my internship is for. You know, it's not going anywhere. And if I don't, cannot finish that, I cannot complete my uh, degree. So I just feel like I'm stuck and there's nowhere to go and and I'm lost. Unfortunately, it took a long time. Actually, about this year, around May or June, I started to change. And, and, and I realized that I actually enjoy spending time with my kids. Now, just because I say I enjoy spending time with my kids, it doesn't mean I enjoy, you know, every moment, every second of it. But I see the value of spending time with my kids and I see and enjoy that investment into their lives and one of the biggest change within that you know that period between may to june is that i start to see the 
time we invest into Sarah Faith, I can see that she's growing. I can see that the time we spend like homeschooling and teaching her, she's getting it. And so, you know, things we, we taught her, you know, end, end of last year, like by May or June, she's figuring it out. Like, you know, just as simple as like how to use a, you know, how to use glue, you know, gluing stuff together. She's figuring those out. And, and that really excites me. I think one thing I did not expect as being a father is that I love to see when my children grow. You know, even if it's just a smallest thing. I remember when I first when we first came back to Singapore, I was teaching Sarah Faith how to uh, walk on and off the escalator. You know, how to get on and get off. Now, no problem. But I remember those times I used to like, like um, go up the escalator holding her in my hand and tell her how when to take a, to take a step, you know, to step off. And then we we, we turn around the U-turn and go back to, uh, go down the escalator, you know, and then and then once at the bottom, we do a U-turn and go back up. You know, we just repeat that very simple steps. You know, I mean, now for some for for me it's simple, but for her at that time she was, you know, two and a half. That's really new to her. But now, like when I see her, like understand what she understand it and learn how to get on and off, no problem. Like for me, that is so exciting, and for me that feeling is actually incredible you know like incredible as like you know all those highs i feel when i was like doing my triathlon and all those stuff like all those you know all those times you know compared to this it's actually i feel like the time I, I can see that when i see my child grow a skill or learn something i'm excited for them because i can see that wow they are really learning and they're really you not know, getting it and so and so I also realized that the time I spent with them is actually not really wasted. You know, it may seem so, you know, because I remember like a lot of times when I talk to people and I tell them that, oh, you know, I'm a stay-at-home dad right now, you know, and the conversation usually, the next question will usually be like, oh, great. Oh, uh, what else do you do? You know, that what else do you do? You know, in a way it stings a bit because if you are a parent and you stay at home, you realize that, it is a very busy job. Like so, if you're listening and you're stay at home mom or stay at home dad, hats off to you. Especially stay at home mom, because even though I call myself a stay at home dad, I don't do cooking. Raja is the one who's in charge of that department. You know, for for mothers who who's cooking and taking care of the kids and and do all these things. Like it is crazy busy, you know. But yet, you know, we we don't. I guess in society or or in our certain culture, we don't we don't value that. That's unfortunate, unfortunate, but I realized that wow, the time I spend with them is actually I'm discipling them, I'm investing into their lives, and 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 they may not like mem- memory, they may not remember anything, but I'm pretty sure that the emotion they feel, the love that they feel, is a good foundation for the future. And plus, you know, I'm discipling them, so so they may not even realizing it, but I'm discipling them to to, to follow Jesus. Uh, Jesus, so why why today what I talked about is about at least for this podcast is that like like when when I understand that I I kind of start slowly understanding what Jesus means when he tells his disciples in John fifteen thirteen that greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Okay, my kids are not my friends, but you know it's 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 applicable, it's comparable, right? So so and now. I understand right now I'm actually laying down like my ministry career quote quote for them for my kids and at the same time Raja 
she also laid down her career for the kids. You know, it doesn't mean she stopped working. It just means that you know she's not taking all the opportunities available and not spend not not spending time with our children. And that's one thing that um me and Rachel we really talked about is about priority in life. And I think we have long many long discussion, you know. As uh, this year, last year, as we you know decide like why 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 you decided to be for me to be stay at home and why we decided to homeschool like Sarah Faith and why we decided for even Rachel for now she's taking some time she's you know working out full time working like part time to spend more time with the children and and I think something that we have decided and I'm pretty sure I don't think we. Read it for anywhere. It's it's our priorities. So this is how for us, Team Tam, what's our priority is. First is God. Second is spouse. Third is children, and then work slash ministry. Now you notice we put ministry fourth place. You may think that hey, if you do ministry, aren't you doing God's work? Shouldn't that be like priority number one? Well, for me, I don't think so because it depends on your motivation. Like how do you do ministry depends on your heart, not actually what you do, right? You can do ministry because you need to prove to others or even yourself that you're a good Christian. Then that's not really doing it for God, right? So, so um, I know a lot of people. I don't know. I I I I don't know if you have heard about something like this, but for me, this is actually I never really thought about it until me and Rachel we sat down, you know, and and for me it's like you know I must do God's work. At the same time, I felt God's calling me to do best at home there, and it's just journey right now in this season. I realized that hey, actually, ministry and God, there are two different priorities, right? Now, now I'm not saying they are totally separate; they can be related for obvious reason. And but like I said before, it really depends on your motivation, and and so, and so um, so that's uh so. And the the other question I want to bring out, uh, the the point I want to bring bring out is that, what if these priorities are not prioritized this way? So, for example, as based on my personal experience, unfortunately, is whenever I put ministry above Rachel's needs or the children's needs, it always turn out bad, right? There's never a good ending where like I I put ministry over my wife's needs and you know things we regret and my. You know, so, so for me, it took me some took some time, and unfortunately, because for me, when in in the beginning, I put ministry, like you know, right next to God. I say like whatever the ministry is actually serving God. But sometimes I remember I can see that I'm doing ministry actually to please my leaders, not doing what God has called me to do. So you know, so it's still ministry from the outside, but actually from the inside, totally different priorities, totally different different motivation. So it took me a long time, and you know, going back to my point about this podcasting, it actually took me a long time to grow into fatherhood, and I really thank God for this season actually because now I'm slowly getting it. So, so what, what, the, how do I know I'm getting it? Well, here are a few clues. Okay, one, number one, as strange as it sounds, even though you know I'm a stay-at-home dad and I pretty much spend the whole day with my kids. Now, Raja is really kind. She gives me break, like just after, after, uh, in the morning, and then after lunch and evening. But even this, despite that,、uh, despite all the other times I spend time with them from from the minute they get up. So Sarah Faith gets up, bam, six thirty in the morning. Oh, this t- this morning, get up at six, and they don't sleep until like 
8.30, right? The whole day, we spend time with them. I spend time with the majority of it. So, and, and we're just kind of, kind of like a, a tag team, right? But despite all this time I spend with them, I actually want to spend more time with them. I, it's, I know it sounds weird. It's like, I spend time with them. Why do I want to spend more time with them? Like, it's not like I don't love to do ministry. I love to do ministry. I love to, you know, when we, I was in the webinars, I love, I was having so much fun, right? But uh, I realized that time is precious. And in and, and actual time, I actually spend time with them. Like, not like checking my phone or paying bills or doing chores, running around. Just focus on them. It's actually very, very little. Like, not, uh, you know, I'm not including like, us driving them or, or taking them to the mall or doing, doing you know, errands, right? Just really spending time with them is so precious, so rare. And I want to spend more time to do that because I, it's such a precious thing to really grow with them. Second, second point is that I often uh, take them out of the house or out, out of our home so that we can can work, can focus on working. You know, it's hard when you have, it's hard to work when you have two toddlers in the house running around screaming and, and, and whatnot. So, so I, you know, so, so to help Rija out, I take the kids out so that she can work at home. You know, before, before, like when I first being a stay-at-home dad, she would ask me, you know, she'll ask me why I come home so fast. Well, the answer is, I'm just tired of them. I'm tired of taking the kids out. I'm tired of doing all these, you know, what I consider mundane thing. Now, it's, it's reversed. Now, she's the one who's calling me to come back home soon because she misses our kids. <laughs> so for me, I just find it so interesting that, you know, I actually enjoy spending time out. You know, I can, you know, I'm not saying I'm a super dad. I always love taking them out. No, it's not. I mean, I have good days and bad days. Guess what? My kids also have good days and bad days too. But, in majority of the time, I enjoy taking them out and I enjoy spending time with them. Now, the third point, which is probably the biggest clue, is actually uh, what happened during Christmas time. So, before Christmas, uh, Rachel just forwarded me this uh, podcast from John Piper. And, and in this podcast, John Piper was encouraging us as parents to, um, okay, this is not verbatim, so it's not word for word. But it's along this line. It's how is that we as parents have to bend ourselves backward in creativity to show the joy of Jesus to your kids. Okay, this is hard in so many levels. Okay, so for one, I love to do Bible study. I love Jesus. I love word study. If I if you if you ask me to do a Bible study to teach about it, no problem. That's easy for me. But you're not gonna do that for three and a half year old. That is just not possible, you know. Second of all, I'm not creative. I'm not good with arts. I'm not creative at all. And and when it comes in this household, most of the crafts I actually done. What is Rachel's department? <laughs> She's the one who who does it with Sarah Faith, right? But this really. Uh, but and the third point, something that I want to point out is that when you when this something that really caught my eye is that out there where it's a mall. Or, or the world, there's all this Christmas stuff, right? Whether it's a tree, the decorations, the presents, you know, Santa, the reindeer, the snow, the fireplace, the socks, you know, all these, you know, Chris, Christmas traditions. They don't talk about Jesus. They don't. I can, sh- I can go to any mall in Singapore, 
and they have many decorations, big, huge tree. Oh, this year the theme is a nutcracker, right? But there's no Christmas, right? So, so for me, that really opened up my eyes and I realized that, hmm, I really have to step it up. I really have to take this into my own hand and take it at heart because if I don't show Sarah Faith and Esther Praise my kids what Christmas is about, the birth of Jesus, our, our Lord, you know, and the joy of that, then they will be swallowed up by all these kind of glitz and glamour, right? That's the reality because why? It looks so much fun. It is so attractive. So in this house, in our house, we already told Sarah Faith, Santa is not real. You know, we're not here to break her heart. We're not to, you know, we're not de de denying her of having fun. We just want to show that true joy is actually finding Jesus, right? And so, funny thing is, Sarah Faith took it really well. She didn't complain. She didn't was upset. She was like, okay, Santa is not real. Okay. So, so going back to that point of what John Piper was talking about, you know, bending over backwards in creativity to show the joy of Jesus to my kids. So how do I do that? Like, I, I don't think I'm really good at it. You know, I'm not su super, I'm not super excited, not good at craft, you know, or arts or anything like that. But then I realized if this is what she likes to do, this is something that I can follow suit. Remember what I talked about just a, bit, a while ago, right? Uh, John 15, verse 13, right? Laying down your life for your friend. And the funny thing is, is just a couple of chapters before, Jesus showed that John 13, right? Washing the disciples' feet. Where we the most mundane, actually the, the most look up, look down upon activity to do. No one wants to do it, but he did it. God, right? The one who should be served, not who should be, who we should serve him, not him serving us, right? He's, he got down on his knees and washed each of the disciples' feet. Okay, so, so going back to this story, this uh, this uh, um, Christmas. So what did I do? I realized, okay, let's do craft. Let's, you know what? I, I Last year we got a nativity scene set for my children. Uh, it's, you, you just buy it and you're just gonna paint it and the nativity set, great. This year, oh, guess what? They don't sell it. I figured because nobody buys them anymore. So the stores don't even wanna sell them. But she loves craft. So what can I do? Hey, you know what? I can build our own nativity scene. Why don't we do that? So I figure out, okay, how, first, the most important is a stable, right? How do we build a stable? Oh, wait, popsicle sticks. So me and I took my kids to uh, one of the supply store here in Singapore called Spotlight, and I got some popsicle sticks. I took it out, told her, I told her, you know what, let's build a craft, let's build a stable, let's build a nativity scene together. And she actually enjoyed it. You know, so we took one day at a time every morning, you know, not not rushing. We just build a piece of the wall, piece of the wall, piece of the wall of the stable, and then build a roof, and then build, and then draw, you know, baby Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and stick it on there, you know. And so I can tell you that it ain't grand, you know. It ain't like, you know, it doesn't look that nice, to be honest. But for me, it doesn't even matter. Because if I want something nice, I can always get it online, right? I can always get it online set and bring it home. But what's the point? For her, it's just probably another toy or some decoration, which she see and she'll play with something else that she wants to play with. She's not gonna play with this nativity set, no matter how you know good looking it is. But the nativity set we built together, that oh that is something. That's actually you know she see that oh it's actually Baba spending time with her, you know. Now, Sarah Faith is pretty smart. 
we read to her about Jesus' birth like Christmas all the time. So I'm pretty sure she knows in her head you know, somewhere in the memories. But what she'll remember this Christmas is that me and her, we built something together. And so um, I thought that was great. I really enjoyed it. I'm surprised. And I told Weija, you know what? This will be our family tradition for Christmas. We will build our own nativity scene every year. And that's great because, you know, next year, uh, our second one, Esther Priest, she can get involved. Maybe she should be a bit older and Sarah will be a bit older, but she won't lose the joy of it because we're going to all do it together, right? And so I can see this is one thing I can do or me, my family can do, me and Weija can do to show the joy of Jesus to my kids, right? So as I say, my heart has changed in year 2020. You know, now now before I used to be like, oh, I don't think I should do that. I don't think I'm good enough. You know, as a dad, doing some activities for the kids or teaching them how to like write or, or even math. But you know what? Let's do it together. Let's do it and let's do it together. Have fun and enjoy spending time together. And for me, this is what it means to be a father. I guess this is what fatherhood is all about. Like in the world's eyes, it ain't much, you know, but in Sarah Faith's eyes, it probably means more than what the world can provide. And to wrap it all up, my desire and goal is for her, actually my kids, to see this is what the love of Christ can offer. Like the world, no matter how much glitz and glamour out there, all the shiny stuff that, you know, supposed to bring us joy and happiness, can never satisfy our heart. The one that can truly satisfy is our relationship with Jesus Christ. So, uh, this t- right now, as I'm recording it, is December 30th. So, tomorrow is the last day of 2020. And I hope that even in this season, for you, for some of you, maybe it's a very difficult season, a lot of adjustments, a lot of discouragement, loneliness. I hope that even in this season, you can find joy in Christ because He is sufficient in all things even in our times during COVID. God bless. Thank you for listening to the audience of one. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can email me at cliff.tam, that's T-A-M, at gmail.com. You can also subscribe via Popbeam or iTunes if you'd like to listen to future episodes.